I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. For this reason I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Last week we celebrated Pentecost Sunday, and uh, this week in the church calendar is really what we know as Trinity Sunday. It's when uh, we're supposed to talk about the Trinity, though Though I guarantee you if, if I didn't say a word about the Trinity this Sunday on the way out, nobody would be saying to me, I am so disappointed it's Trinity Sunday and you didn't say anything about it. No one would even notice. It's not like it's one of the high holy days of the church year. But there is something that is important about Trinity Sunday. Because think about it. You know, first we we get God and God's creative power and all the stories of God. But wait, there's more. Then we get Jesus sent to us. But wait, there's more. Then we get uh, the Holy Spirit on Pentecost. But wait, there's more. And then there's the church is born and then all the other churches and then all of it. But wait, there's more. When it comes to Trinity Sunday, I start to feel a little bit like those commercials when I was a little kid for Popeil's Pop-O-Matic or, or the Ronco Ginzu knife. You know, they'd always say, but wait, there's more. Order now and you can have your own set of fishing lures. And But wait, there's more. Order in the next ten minutes and we will send you these hair ribbons. Order now and we'll double your... Or, you know, But wait, there's more. There's always more. But here's the thing about the Trinity. These are three ways that God has expressed this divine nature to us. It's one God known as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. One God, Creator, uh, Redeemer, and Sustainer. One God. And sometimes we want to make it into like separate gods, but it's all one God. You know, sometimes we say, think about the Trinity like H2O. If you don't know what H2O is, ask your neighbor. H2O. Sometimes it's ice. And sometimes it's running water, and sometimes it's steam, but it's always H2O. Or uh, another way we talk about the Trinity is like, uh, you know, uh, let's use uh, Pastor Brian since he's not here today. Sometimes, I'm not going to say anything bad because he's watching. Sometimes he is pastor. Sometimes he's dad. Sometimes he's he's. Kung Fu, whatever, teacher, master. But he is still Brian, even though he expresses himself 
in these different ways. So that's how we think about the Trinity, is that, you know, there are these three expressions of God at work in our world, but it's all still the one same God. Now, there is something about the Trinity that we're never going to get our heads around. And I think the whole point of it is, if we're going to try and figure out the Trinity with our minds, we're never going to get there. That the Trinity is more about something, uh, about how we live our lives. It says something about our heart and our spirit more than it says anything about our understanding. And you know what? That's true of most of the life of faith. It is about our lived expressions more than it is about figuring out every little detail, although there are way too many Christians who think it's about, I know this and I know that, and if you don't agree, The Trinity is a word. Okay. (laughs) The Trinity is about our heart and how we live our lives. And there are two things in particular that I think the Trinity is trying to point us to all the time. And the first is simply mystery. Because the Trinity is shrouded in mystery. You know, we think we know God, but then we stop and think about God and we realize we don't really know God at all. We don't, we don't know the interior life of God. We, we just know the way God has, has, has revealed Himself to us in this world. There is this mystery about God and, 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 and it's an incredible kind of mystery. And in fact, Mystery is used in the Bible or in the New Testament a lot by Paul. Now, it it makes sense in some ways that the Gospels talk less about mystery because Jesus was right there with them, talking to them. But Paul begins to talk about mysterium, mystery. Remember, he'll say, uh, let me tell you a mystery. Or he'll say, there is this mystery given to us in Jesus. He talks a lot about mystery. And you and I, when we think about mystery, we think about Nancy Drew or Sherlock Holmes. And that there's this story and there's all these pieces to the story and our minds are working. And then finally at the end, it's all revealed to us. <gasps> Linda did it! But it was a good thing. <laughs> and so we all, yay for Linda. So that's how we think of a mystery. And in fact, this is kind of what Paul means. There are a lot of mysteries of the faith. If I stop and say, what do you find mysterious? All of you could stop after a while and you could start to name things that don't make sense up here. But in the life of faith are revealed to us. And help us live our lives in Christ. Mystery is, is like a secret that is revealed. But not all at once. Which is why Jesus says, look, I still have lots of things to say to you, but you know what? You're not ready for them. Uh, he says, you can't bear them now. They won't, they won't take root. They won't make sense. You aren't prepared to receive some of these mysteries. You know, we always have to walk by faith. 
how often do you want the answer before you step out? That isn't faith. That's certainty. So the mystery of the Trinity, the mystery of God is to say, here I am, I've given myself to you, walk by faith, keep going into these mysteries, even though there are going to be times you aren't sure. But I am with you. Mystery is this walking by faith and things are continually shown to us when we are willing to follow Jesus. I think, I hope, you have all had that experience. And I just stop there and say something. It is experience. It is experiencing the living God. It is experiencing serving God. It is experiencing our, our brothers and sisters in Christ. It is experiencing what it means to serve others. That helps us grow, that reveals the mysteries to us. It doesn't work the other way around. It's the experience of God that then leads to our deeper understanding. So if you're waiting to understand, you've got it backwards. The mystery invites us in and says, come on, let's go. Now, this leads to a second thing about the Trinity, and, and it's this. You know, you've got these three parts. You've got Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You've got three who are in a relationship and pouring in and out love. So, you know, think about what God says at Jesus' baptism. God says, oh, you're my beloved. I love you. It, it's like it's like a love fest, you know. Spirit's like God. I love you, and Jesus is a spirit. I love you, and they're all just you know in this this relationship of love. Like I think of the Trinity. It's kind of like this dance of these three loving entities because of the very nature of God, the heart of God, is God is love. This trinity is this expression of love. Now, think about this. What does, when, when, when someone asks Jesus, boil down all your teachings. What is it we really need to know, guy? What does Jesus say? Love God, love your neighbor, love yourself. That is the heart and the essence of teaching. It is about, again, getting to that heart space. And think about it. God, others, self. It's a kind of trinity. It's like a model, again, for this flowing of love one to the other. This idea that we are God's people when we pour out love, when we are kind, when we are compassionate. You can think anything you want. You can say anything you want. But unless you are reflecting that very nature of God in loving kindness and compassion, what is, what are you? You are not reflecting that Trinity. You're not reflecting God without that love and kindness and compassion poured out in the world. You know that if we if we had some kind of mission project and we're standing behind a table going, "Yes, yeah, hook one, get out of here. Enough already." 
wine park customer. Well, you know, would that be the love of God? No, no, no. So you get my point. You know, it's how we express our lives with love and compassion and kindness that is really showing that we are connected to God. We are in that relationship of love and it is flowing through us and in us into the world. You know, uh, 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 many of you know that I spent this past week down in Broken Bow. And if you looked at the pictures, was someone crying about that? When, when you look at the pictures uh, of me with the other four ladies, you would think these ladies have a long history. They go way back. But the truth is, we are all in this uh, spiritual formation school, and we've been meeting once a month on Zoom for the past year, and uh, we had decided, because there was going to be a week-long intensive with the teachers on Zoom again, that we would, get a, we would rent a cabin and, and all get together. But we had never met each other. And, of course, when you're on Zoom, you're kind of like, I don't know if I like that lady so much. Or she's a little bit of a, mm, and we, we eventually talked about that once we were at the cabin. But this amazing thing happened in risking being together and sharing our love of God, our following of Jesus, our seeking of the Spirit, Something amazing happened. Here were five strangers who came together. We did not have conflict. We did not have dissension. We got to the point where we were vulnerable. We were sharing stories. Healing was happening. We felt the power of God's love and the Spirit connecting us. And and as we were leaving, we said, you know what? We, We are connected now in ways that will never be broken. Now, here's the point. And, of course, we also talked about, I didn't like you much on Zoom. But here's the point. It was such a reminder to me that it's easy to love people we know. Well, not always, but, but it's easier to love people we know. It's easy to love people in the church. We do such a great job of that. But it's a much riskier business to love someone you don't know. It's a much riskier business to love someone who may have different ideas and values than you have. But but you know what? To take the risk of loving a stranger and being kind and compassionate, that is exactly what God does. God's love isn't always reciprocated. Our love toward others will not always be reciprocated, but we do it anyway. Because that's what happens when we tap into God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We are conduits for God's love and kindness and compassion in the world. It, it makes me want to ask you, who do you know that you need to take that risk of loving? Who out there in the world, they may not reciprocate, they may reject it, but that doesn't mean that you don't still pour out your love toward others. 
And I have this feeling, village, that if we get this right, and we are already a long way down that road, if this village can be known as a place of love and kindness and compassion, and that's what matters, we will shine the light of Christ so brightly that others will want to know what's gotten a hold of us. There is more to this journey than just thinking about God. And the Spirit asks us to pour ourselves out in love in this world. And that's the meaning of the Trinity in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit of love. Amen.